Good morning, everybody. Uh, it's good, like Brother Marty said, to be together again. <clears throat> and I do appreciate the prayer, uh, your prayers, and specifically uh, Brother Lloyd praying this morning uh, very much. Uh, it's interesting how, knowing it's my Sunday to uh, go and all week trying to think and and a lot of stuff in the Bible to go to and, and uh, study. And and I get up this morning and and uh, uh, just really felt to go back to something I've studied a while back. And and actually most of you probably, if you're fa- on Facebook, or not Facebook, but uh, group me, have already read when I talked about the Lord is my shepherd. And i just like to uh, take a look at that again. The book of Psalms is an interesting book uh, to me. Uh, it seems like uh, when I get uh, kind of discouraged and down, uh, I just kind of gravitate toward the book of Psalms, and I've heard other people uh, do the very same thing. It seems like we can, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but, but have a connection with King David as he wrote some of those times when, when he was struggling. And then there's other times when you're rejoicing and you just feel like you're on the mountaintop, and strangely enough, guess where you go? I kind of go back to the book of Psalms again, and you can uh, feel like King David, and, and here you are rejoicing. However, King David uh, wasn't the only one writing uh, the book of Psalms. I know Moses did, and right now it's just escaped me. There's another, starts with an A. Does anybody remember Asaph or something like that? Anyway, there's more than one writer, shall we say, of uh, the book of Psalms. So uh, anyway, uh, and, and just as another little side note with the book of Psalms, uh, obviously, <clears throat> Uh, I think as we read it, we'll want to try to understand the person that's writing it, what they're trying to say, and it's probably personal to them or or relevant to the time that they're living in, is one way to look at it. Another way, uh, which I was told many, many years ago, and it, it's really interesting, uh, it's obvious to us uh, when you read some of the Psalms, uh, you read it in the aspect that Jesus is saying it, and that's kind of a strange thing, but if you just go back to the 22nd Psalm, one back, uh, starts right off. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Where did we hear that? It's Jesus saying it on the cross. So uh, you can go on down talking about his garments uh, uh, being uh, uh, taken and, and the, and the uh, soldiers trying to decide who's going to have you know lots cast for his garments and all that. So So it's not in any way a far stretch to say you could look at the Psalms through the eyes of Jesus saying it. And, uh, and even here in the 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, as, as a man, as the son of man, we know that Jesus prayed uh, to God. Uh, interesting aspect. Typically people don't pray unless they need something. And here's the God of the universe, Jesus Christ, praying to God, the Father in heaven. Apparently, Jesus, in some respect that I don't understand, had need of his Father, and he prayed. Uh, And then, of course, the other aspect of looking at the Psalms is we want to plug ourselves into it. How, How does this fit my case? I have my struggle. I have my rejoicing. I have whatever, you know. We plug ourselves into uh, the the uh, different aspects of the book of Psalms. So I guess I would say, and what, what I'd like to talk about uh, this morning with this, 
is uh, the perspective will be for me. <laughs> I guess I'm self-centered, so I like talking. See, what, how does this affect me? I trust uh, it will be of some good to y'all and, and that, you know, reverse the situation. So, so instead of just going through the whole book, it's just interesting to me to just take the first uh, six words, I think. No, first five. The Lord is my shepherd. So we take the book, look at the word the. The is an interesting word. We use it all the time. We don't probably think much about it. Uh, but it means it's, it's, it's a word that comes. It, you're identifying a specific or definite article. It's, it's not a general term word like a. It's the chair. You see what I'm saying? If I said to y'all, one of you, bring me the chair. Are you going to grab one in the back and bring it to me? It's the chair. You see what I'm saying? If I say, bring me a chair, just grab one and come on. But we're talking specific or definite article. The. Lord. Next word. Um, it's a name of a being. But what, what, what being is it? It's the God of heaven. And if we look in Mark 12, uh, 29, it says that Jesus said unto him, the first of all of the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There is but one. There are not other gods. I think about uh, Elisha on Mount Carmel. And, and, the, and the prophets of Baal there are calling on Baal. And uh, he's kind of mocking them and making fun of them. Uh, but really, was there a God, Baal? Or is this an imagination in those prophets' minds. Was there a God Baal? I, you know, some people say, well, that was the devil. I don't see the devil as a God. I don't put him in that category uh, at all. So uh, there is one Lord. There is one God. And uh, uh, if I remember correctly, in Corinthians, Apostle Paul is making a, uh, a discussion there some of the folks in Corinthians were worried about eating meat that was offered to different gods or different sacrifices. The meat had been somehow or other set aside special for this person, this god or that god of, of those, those gods that were worshipped in that time. Uh, you know, maybe the mythical gods or whatever we, we would call them. And he's saying we, we know there is no god but one god. So he had no problem eating those meats because they were... <laughs> were really not being sacrificed or or whatever to anything in his mind. Does that so kind of understand that? So there is one Lord, one God. Um, Elaine had an uncle, uh, became my uncle, obviously, by marriage. And he was of a faith that felt like when he prayed, he had to name the name of God. And he, whenever he prayed, he'd say, Jehovah, uh, and then he'd have his prayer. And interestingly enough, uh, he and I became very close uh, in our in in our fellowship with each other. He uh, our our doctrines of of belief were about as opposite as you could get and stay in some realm of Christianity. And uh, and he'd let me pray from time to time. Very unusual that that would happen. Because in, in, in that religion he's in, I would be considered an infidel. But uh, 
Anyway, I'd pray just Lord or I'd, you know, God. And he's like, there are lots of gods out there and you've got to name him or or the wrong God might hear you. And I'm like, well, I don't think so. You know, I think there's one God out there, no matter what you call him. You know, sometimes we may be more personal. And as it's as as the Apostle Paul goes, where we cry, Abba, Father, which is like Daddy, Father. And I thought, well, Daddy, uh, there's a lot of fathers in here. And, and I reckon most of you fathers, were you not called Dad or Daddy by your children? Was that when you were in a crowd and your child says, Daddy, I'm sure there's mistakes made, you know, their voice may be similar. But most time when one of my kids in the mall said, Daddy, I knew it was my child. And so if there are a lot of gods out there, I think when I say God or Lord, he knows his child. He knows his children. Most of us know our children, seem to me. So the Lord, the Lord is, the word is, uh, it's a little tiny word, as we know, that it means absolute. I mean, it's just absolute, definitely, or sure. Uh, when you see the word is, think of those things. It's absolute. The next word, my. My is a possessive form of I. I am possessing it. My Bible. You see what I'm saying? It's possessive. It's mine. 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 Possessive form of I. The Lord is my shepherd. And, uh, you know, as I've, every time I think I've spoke to you, I've talked about, you know, the perspective and how the Lord uses the natural things to try to prove the spiritual. And so here we're looking at, as, at Jesus Christ or the Godhead, it doesn't matter, uh, as shepherd. And... Uh, Shepherd is a keeper of sheep. Interesting, when I looked it up in the dictionary, I figured you could call a shepherd a keeper of sheep or a keeper of goats because in the scriptures we see like Abraham was a shepherd. Uh, he had both. Uh, Laban, if you remember, had sheep and goats. Uh, but anyway, when I looked it up in one of the dictionaries, I don't know, it just said a keeper of sheep. So, so you know, my father-in-law uh, was a husbandman of cattle. But we don't call him a shepherd. He was a cattleman. You see what I'm saying? So anyway, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, I kept some sheep for a while. Uh, back when we lived in Nebraska. I was nowhere near a shepherd. Just because I had sheep. Didn't come close. A shepherd knows his sheep. Specifically. A shepherd cares for his sheep specifically. A shepherd, in the aspect of knowing, is paying attention. Are they healthy? Are they sickly? Do we need to care for one more than the other? A shepherd is, is out making sure where the sheep are at is safe for the sheep. A shepherd is making sure there's good food where they're at. There's plenty of water. Uh, probably checks on the sheep daily. I didn't do any of that, hardly. Yeah, seriously, it was not good. I may have once in a while walked out through the through the kind of little pasture area uh, that, that I had. And in Nebraska, there's hardly any trees. Interesting, back when uh, they had the Homestead Act, I think Nebraska was the first state 
uh, when, when Congress, U.S. Congress did that, was the first state that started in. And they would just literally give you 160 acres of land. But there was a couple of requirements. And, uh, and one of which was you were to plant so many trees on the north side of the property in a certain order. Cedar trees, I forget what else. American, you wanted bigger trees to the back to smaller trees to the front. And this piece of property that uh, Elaine and I lived on at the time had one of these, you know, from 100 years or whatever so ago, large trees out there, you know, little woods, which was, you know, uh, it's, it's it, when you're in Nebraska and you talk about woods, those two words really don't go together, but it's kind of woods. <laughs> so uh, anyway, <clears throat> sheep would go out in those woods, you know, just a couple of acres is all it was. Uh, at the end of the week, I'd go out and check once in a while at the end of the week, maybe Sunday afternoon, beginning of the week. Uh-oh, I'm missing a sheep. And so I'd usually, you know, you can look at the pasture quick out there. Amazing, this sheep just fell over. I don't know how many days that sheep's been there. And it can't get up. I mean, it's just the craziest thing to me. Every other animal falls over and guess what? Gets up. The sheep's laying there and it had been laying there so long in, in an effort to try to maybe get its paws or its not paws, what's the sheep cooves, thank you. <laughs> Underneath him, it had just gone around and around and around. Or it's kind of like a donut and the, the grass was just, it was gone. It was just, it was just dirt, you know. And he's kind of on a little hump with this little indentation all the way around. Poor thing. I'm not a shepherd. I don't claim to be a shepherd. Those poor sheep uh, got sick. I didn't notice they died. You know, not all of them, but one here and there. So anyway, not a shepherd. But the Lord is a shepherd. Scriptures call him a good shepherd and a great shepherd. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you could have a good man that has compassion like crazy and see somebody in need and doesn't have wherewith to help them. Or you could have a great man that has everything needed to help lots of people, you know, a billion dollars, whatever. And how many compassion doesn't care. But we have a shepherd that not only cares, has compassion, but he's a great shepherd and he has the wherewith to care for each one of us. Uh, also, as I was doing this little study and I wrote in that, in the group me thing, is the thought came to me, it's humorous in my mind, but you don't have a clearinghouse, you know, Amazon clearinghouse for shepherds. And you go there as a sheep and you pull down and say, ooh, look at this shepherd, you know, he's got these characteristics, I like it. Look at this shepherd and this one. But the wife says, well, but this shepherd looks good, but, you know, the reviews are bad. It's only got a 2.5 on this shepherd. You know, <laughs> just my crazy brain. It's not that way at all, is it? The shepherd picks the sheep. Even though I wasn't a shepherd, I was the one that decided to have sheep. You see what I'm saying? The shepherd picks the sheep. So, the definite article. What is the definite article? It's the Lord. It's the king of everything. The God of universe from everlasting to everlasting. The Lord. There's no other Lord. It's not a Lord. Just pick one out and have a good time. It's the Lord. 
is absolute. There's just no other way it is. It's just the way it is. You can't say, well, that was just in the mind of David. The Lord is. You know, and when we're putting this into our perspective, the Lord is. It's absolute. My shepherd. I don't think King David could have been a lamb when he wrote that psalm, when he was inspired to write it. I think he had, been, was, had become, had gone through his experience as a, as a uh, shepherd himself, a young boy, being anointed king, his trials going through the entire army of Israel trying to kill him. Can you imagine that? What if, what if our government decided, Brother Jim, you need to be dead. And the whole army's after you. I mean, that's wild. But that's what King David was. Yeah. Yeah, trying to kill him. Had, had all of it. And uh, then he became king. And think of the trials that he had as king and the sins he committed and just all of the stuff. I think it was after a lot of that when he said, the Lord is my shepherd. God bless you all.